Gosh, that that sentence structure threw me Sorry, for a, a loop. Podcast a where... podcast about two friends, one named Pete Phillips and one named Marissa Phillips. And guess what? We're not related. <laughs> and we get together once a week and we chit chat with each other and we uh, tell each other and you, you eavesdropping listeners, you a little something that, uh, you know, you might not know. And uh, we hope you share it with the world around you. Go ahead. I got a text while you were talking. He doesn't listen to our podcast. From my boyfriend saying, how many panties do I have in your drawer? Referring to his own underwear as panties. And it distracted me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can take that out if you want or not. But this is not <laughs> dirty. It's just, this was really weird. Um... <laughs> in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Like what I just told you. <laughs> Yes, you didn't really need to know that. Hashtag T-I-L. <laughs> some men call their underwear panties. <laughs> yeah, some. So, Pete. How's your week? Um, <laughs> Got her. Marissa it, lives in the, um, the Super Bowl winningest city of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. So she has been like drunk every day since the Super Bowl. And she's been like sleeping in the streets. I wish. <laughs> I was only drunk a little bit on Super Bowl Sunday. Not because I was like, oh, yeah, Eagles, yeah. Someone invited me to go see the game in a bar, and I liked them. So I was like, okay. And then I showed up, and I was like, oh, we're going to watch it, aren't we? <laughs> and so then I just kept drinking, and then I was like, hey, guys, I forgot. I don't know how football is played. What's happening? Yeah, I don't either. And then I just drank and kept looking around and being like, eh, okay. Great. Then I watched Justin Timberlake, and everyone's real mean. But anyway. <laughs> so today's icebreaker, I thought of yesterday, and uh, it's it's uh, Marissa-esque to some degree. Okay. okay. By the way, so, I want to make the theme song for the icebreaker portion one day, but okay. continue. Um, all right. So you are, you have survived to the, like, 20th round, right? And you're in the finals. For a world karaoke championship. Yeah. And you have to pick what song you're going to sing. Yeah. What's it going to be? I amaze myself by how is that, is that a good song? I amaze myself? No. I was in, I just recently did karaoke for my birthday, and I was so amazed by what a riveting performance of Dirty Diana I did. Mm. So it would absolutely be Dirty Diana by Michael Jackson. All right. How about you? I think um, I would pick Just a Gigolo. By David Lee Roth. That sounds like you. Yeah, it does. Especially <laughs> no, if you I know can't. the chorus, everybody. <laughs> Though I could never see Pete doing karaoke ever. No. See, I would like to do that song, but I'd like to do a piano rendition that's not so hyped up because I don't have the energy that David Lee Roth had. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know you, how to harness it, but you do. You, however, do have the gravitas that Michael Jackson had. <laughs> Thank you. Especially when. I'm sure you would put all the, the fashion effort into it and everything like that. So Competition yeah. for real, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to... Never mind. I didn't mean to say for real, but the words came out of my mouth. I meant to say something else, but it was like I was possessed. <laughs> I know we only ever do one um, icebreaker, but I had something I... You were very just, direct. So, yeah, I mean, we have, we have time for two. <laughs> is there any phrase... I was going to say that someone you dated, but I realized that would target it too much. No, I'm, I'm any, open to that. <laughs> okay, is there any phrase that someone you dated used, used to use, that just would cut so deep and make you hate them? You know what's interesting? This, um... <laughs> this does not answer your question. I don't have an answer for your question, okay? But I'm going to tell you something similar. And that is that I don't know why, but recently, like, it clicked in my brain, like, a door lock unlocking <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a bank movie. Like, all the, sl- yeah. like, you know, real close up, and it's like, crick, crunk, and it's like, oh, God, this, my, my eyes have been open. 
every girl I've ever dated loved the song Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Ooh! And it makes me want to die. Like, I hate that song before I've associated with with anybody. I just, like, growing up, it was on all the time. Every single station, because it was a pop song, it was an alternative band. Like, it was all all the time, everywhere. Couldn't stand it. Then they used it in the Tigger movie, which really offended me because it is not about family-friendly things. And then I got people trying to tell me, no, 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 it's not a song about drugs. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, okay? It's a song about drugs (laughs) that's been on everywhere. (laughs) And, yeah, yeah, people just, no, no, no. It's about, like, living a for yourself and like life and blah and i'm just like no no so that's that's your red flag when a girl likes semi-charm life yeah from now on okay like like really likes it so you're talking in a slightly different direction i wasn't really thinking about red flags i was more just thinking about like something they did that somebody you think about and you're like oh but yeah i like Like, that i like that answer (laughs) calling your underwear panties (laughs) <laughs> no, that's I charming. I joke, I joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I dated someone briefly that I think would say some variation of, I'm going to get my grub on, get your grub on. Oh, yeah, no, that was all the same on. person. <laughs> and grub on. You know, that's a red flag. If I ever date someone again <laughs> that says, I'm a, you're going to, anybody's going to get their, quote, grub on, mm-hmm. it's over then. Because it makes my skin crawl. Anyone that says grub on, appies, apps, or Noms. not, <laughs> or noshing, <laughs> any type of thing that is, like, I'm going to eat is disgusting. Because it's so simple to just say, I'm going to eat. Gonna get this to nosh on to nom. No, you cannot say you can never date me if you. I'm gonna nosh on some noms. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to have that as icebreaker. I wanted everyone to know that. Yeah, oh. I think uh, I think one of Marissa's ex-boyfriends might have epitomized nosh. <laughs> but what's what's strange, Marissa, is that we know nice people that use these words, but like, uh-huh. it's it's just like it's. I don't know. There's a trigger for it, and I'm just like... Also, I'm grossly judgmental, I've come to realize. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Everybody is. Some people just don't admit it. So, what are we here to talk about this week? We're hitting aliens again, guys. (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) I just said, (laughs) we're hitting aliens again, guys. So (laughs) that. That's cute. You take it away, Marissa. (laughs) I'm going to ease into what exactly I'm getting to, you know, give a little background. Good. Um, I got one prepared this week, too. All right. Yeah. So let me say, guys, first and foremost, I believe in aliens. I also believe in Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. <laughs> if you don't know who Tom DeLonge is, he's one of the two people who sang for Blink-182, the one that had the real nasally voice. Nah, 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 nah. That one? Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always. This sick, strange darkness comes creeping on so haunting every time. Uh, so that's who Tom DeLonge is. However, a while ago, I started hearing stories about how Tom DeLonge believes in aliens, has had alien encounters, was possibly even had proof that aliens exist. And despite the fact that I believe in them both, I kind of, like, laughed it off. I don't know why. I just assumed, like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Tom DeLonge believes in aliens. Good for him. And I assumed, like, he was crazy or something. At the same time, even though I never took it as credible and I never even, like, took time to, like, read his accounts or anything, whenever I would hear him mentioned and aliens, like, in the same sentence, like, a new news report or something, I just kind of... I would be slightly interested. Like, I would want to hear what it's about, and then I would be like, eh, yeah, that's stupid. That said, he finally caught my attention maybe a couple months ago. Um, On his Facebook, he started dropping these teasers of something that was coming. There were these really cryptic hints of something really huge to come, and he was really excited about it. And I thought, oh, my God. Is he going to, like, drop something crazy about aliens? Is he going to, like, give us proof? Is he going to, like, give us this, like, insane account or something? Is he going to, like, give us this knowledge we didn't know? And finally, the day came where he had his big reveal. 
and he revealed that he was starting an organization called To The Stars Academy. I was instantly let down. <laughs> uh, he mentioned it as some sort of vague program where people could invest in. I thought it had a stupid name, a stupid logo, and stupid he didn't logo. what it was, so I didn't want to look into it any further because I'm judgmental, as I said before. <laughs> um, I didn't even bother to look at the website because I was like, what you described it as was so dumb. Like, it can't be good at all. I presume so you I looked at the website this week. I was like, where am I going to go with this? Like, I, am I going to delve into Tom DeLonge's alien accounts and why he started this? And then I was like, no. I don't want to try to credit him or discredit him. I simply want to tell you what this thing is because I bet you don't know what it is. Even if you know Tom DeLonge, I'm just guessing no one listening actually knows what the hell this thing is that he started. And... I was just like, what? So, two things happened. I watched his promo video. So I'm going to break it down in two two ways. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the promo video I saw, and then I'm also gonna talk about what this organization actually does. Um, but I just want to let you know, I like I said, I didn't decide to look at this website. I was like, I don't give a shit until you might have heard. I think in general you should have heard, but also on our podcast. Um, that a little while ago, the New York Times broke a story about how there was a government-funded program in the Pentagon whose purpose was to investigate UFO threats. Um, though the government no longer funds it, there's still work being done. And uh, there are a lot of follow-up articles. And I found out through one of these articles that it was revealed that the former director of this government alien research program is now working with Tom DeLonge. Mm-hmm. And that is what made me think like, oh, maybe there's something to this. So I decided to go to his website. Pete, what do you think To The Stars Academy does? Oh, wait, so, let me give you, well, let me tell you this without telling you anything about substance. It has a lot of prominent figures involved. And it is also has like crowdfunding opportunities to it as well. And so far, it seems like they've, raised about two million dollars from crowdfunding yeah um and yeah i'll just let you guess what it is two million dollars that's crazy uh okay so my 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 best guess is that it's basically like he's professor x and he started an academy of people that he's trying to sort of like uh like basically mine them for their resources about how to get in touch with aliens or maybe how to visit aliens or I hope he doesn't get into the whole like the the earth is going to die how can we get the space sort of stuff or something like that but um yeah the way that I like to think of it is yeah he's he's professor x um and just based on what we know from him and his his youth and his career and maybe it's not fair to judge him this way I would not be surprised if he was in a wheelchair wearing a bald cap uh <laughs> while he was there um, but I also see that it's called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. So perhaps there's some arts in there too. And he's really just trying to take all the things inside of him and make a school based around, you know, like what he would be interested in when he was a kid. Okay. We'll, we'll keep that. <laughs> I don't want to tell you whether you're right or wrong. I just want to know what you think. And what I thought. I don't know. I was like, it has to do with aliens. That's what my guess was going into this. So I am going to describe important parts of the promo video and take them exactly as they are. Okay. So right from the start, bam, it shows you that there's a whole bunch of legit people involved with this organization. There's the former director of the program to investigate unidentified aerial threats at the office of the Secretary of Defense. That is Louis Elizondo, the guy who was linked to that New York Times article. So like I said, the guy in that Pentagon program, he is working to the Stars Academy. There is also a former senior intelligence officer from the CIA, a former deputy assistant from the Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, the former program director for advanced systems at Lockheed Martin, and along with more. Cool. Okay. There's legit people connected to it. I get that. But then... 
there was a long string of like vague promises, goals, and intentions, which kind of you get with any promo video. But let me just like give you an idea of what they're throwing out here. So for this organization, Tom DeLonge amassed a group of people who have experience in quote collecting and decoding elusive information. Oh. All right. That could be taken in a lot of ways. Santa Claus. Uh... Yeah. Like, okay. And then the question is asked, what if scientists were given the resources to investigate the boundaries of traditional theory? Okay. That seems... I can't tell if that's still in line with aliens or not. All right. Okay. And then, at one point it said, the growth of consciousness that we all desire can start right here, right now. Do you desire okay. that? Do you desire a growth of consciousness? I don't know. I don't really <laughs> know what that refers to. Fine. We, I mean, we all desire then, it, but do you? <laughs> me, personally, I'm fine. Um, mind you, these are just, you know, talking heads saying these things or these, like, really abstract pictures. Then there is this awesome montage of young people smiling around the world like brown people black people white people everything and while they're smiling just like these statements are said we're not alone these things are real these things are out there wait what things what does that have to do with these people yeah these are the things that happen i thought you were gonna say like just like a little gray comes in from the side of the screen (laughs) (laughs) you know Mind you, there's one moment where there is an image of an unidentified flying object once, like vaguely, and no one, no one says the word aliens, unidentified objects, or UFOs at all. Right. And and there's also the statement, these are the things that happen to people all the time, and these are the things that we need to explore. Whoa, vague. Like, (laughs) okay, either don't say it or say it. Don't just, like, talk around it. So... The thing is, if you're watching this with background about Tom DeLonge and how he <laughs> believes in aliens, it's, like, maddening because it's, Did he like do the music for it? <laughs> Wait, what? Did he do the music for the oh, video? Oh, no, I don't really remember his music. That'd be amazing. But, so they never say aliens. Like I said, there's, like, a little image. But most of the time, it's, like, pictures of happy international people. And they're yeah. just like, we're not alone. And you're like, this isn't... This, these don't It's like Independence Day. <laughs> It was really weird. But then, okay, so if you have background time belong, you're like, stop beating around the bush. But if you don't have background, you're like, what the hell does this program do? Right. And um, then it says, to achieve these things, you know, the things mentioned prior, they will use a Which model. Which are still not explicit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They will use a model that innovates, right. educates, Good. and entertains. Oh, see? And to me... From everything that was thrown out there, entertain is, like, glaringly out of place. Yeah. Because I'm like, what? So, I was like, this is not enough. I don't know what the hell they do. Let me actually see some breakdowns in text. So, I went to their, like, what's our mission, about us page, and I read, basically, their mission statement here. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science has mobilized a team of the most experienced, connected, and passionately curious minds from the U.S. intelligence community, including the CIA and Department of Defense, that have been operating under the shadows of top secrecy for decades. The team members all share a common thread of frustration and determination to disrupt the status quo, wanting to use their expertise and credibility to bring transformative science and engineering out of the shadows and collaborate with global citizens to apply that knowledge in a way that benefits humanities. And then in bold print it says, without the restrictions of government priorities. So then I will also say that Tom Belong says that he wants, you know, he wants this to be a transparently, a transparent, I think it's called like a public benefit organization. So basically, it seems like it's supposed to be this community effort. So cool. I get it. It's like they want to get government agents and scientists who could really find the the freaking weird things we all wonder about and do that research that the government isn't funding and that the government won't let them talk about. All right. 
But like, I still want more details. Like, what are the specifics? Because what I'm sort of like, (laughs) it sounds like he's saying in a way, like, this is innovative and amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the first guy that funds the scientific exploration. But like Richard Branson and Elon Musk have already done this sort of thing (laughs) without government funding. So, like, you're not special? Well, it all depends. Good. What they've focused on. So, he then breaks down the three divisions that they will focus on. Science, aerospace, and entertainment. This is bullshit, okay? Let me just say. What? Science? No, that's not... (laughs) And that mission statement? Oh, my gosh, Marissa... As a writer, you must be so insulted. <laughs> it's how many fluff words cute. can we possibly come up with so that we can pull two million dollars out of people? <laughs> well, I'm sure their intentions me. are noble. It's just, just that wait. it's not clear. Which no, no, no. I'm gonna get to good. the specifics of what they focus on. No matter. Taking you too in- long. What? It's taking you too long, and I know that's not your fault. It's their fault. Well. That's the point. It's their fault. Also, this is my closer. I'm just going to tell you what they do, and you go whatever direction you want, okay? And I'm going to tell you out of order, because I want to end on the part that I think made me, like, audibly, like, make a noise and be like, what? So, science is the one that made me go, like, what? But, so I will talk about aerospace, I will clarify entertainment, and then I will end on what I consider next-level insanity. Now, mind <laughs> you, before I say that, I will say that I have to clarify. I am a judgmental person, but while I find some of these things absurd, I actually would love people to actually find out about this. It's just for him to have the balls to publicly say quite prominently that he wants to fund this, I find crazy. And I just, unless he blows my mind and is able to do this, I'll just keep thinking it sounds foolish. But anyway, so some of the aerospace projects they want to work on are beamed energy propulsion launch systems to develop known methodology to launch small satellites into orbit using ground-based laser beams. I don't care. I don't know enough about science to care. Um, Advanced electrogravitic propulsion to develop exotic aerospace technologies involving forward-thinking physics principles that complement present-day technologies. Again, I don't know enough about science to care, but I'm sure that's cool. Okay, entertainment. By the way, I'm taking, there's a whole bunch. I took out some. I'm only taking, I'm like giving you the finer points. Entertainment. Our content aims to educate and inspire curiosity and scientific possibilities through various media formats like film, television, book, and art. Book, book, I'm sorry. Film, television, books, music, and art. Right. I will say, I can understand film, I can understand television, books, art. I don't know where music, science music is going to fit in, but whatever. Um, Angels and airwaves. Are exciting, no, are exciting, are existing entertainment properties that are based on Quality factual information include the current award-winning and best-selling franchises, Secret Machines, and Poet Anderson. So basically, they want to fund um, entertainment properties that are basically like rooted in fact. So the one example, Secret Machines, uh, is a franchise that blurs the line between science fiction and fact. Right. It explores the real and well-documented events about unidentified aerial phenomena. And these actually involve uh, a series of books written by Tom DeLonge. And I think there is an upcoming documentary. And the other one is Poet Anderson. So they are funding a dystopian young adult franchise based on a Stanford University study on how our dreams can prepare us for real-life events. Through funding, through these $2 million of funding, we plan to expand the franchise into virtual reality and a documentary exploring the real-life science. Does anybody what? like watching documentaries this much? 
I would watch an alien documentary. I wouldn't watch a documentary about how dreams help you prepare for life, because is that a real thing? No. So those are the only two entertainment projects we're funding right now. Um, I was going to say, if you're not... <laughs> like... And punk rock bands that make fart jokes. <laughs> but, like, scientifically accurate fart jokes. <laughs> if you are not affected by the science portion as much as I am, then I, I don't know. I just really... not. Yeah, anyway. I'm going to tell you three parts of science. I took some out because there's a lot. So there's science of it in hopes to work on. Human Ultra Experience Database. They want to develop a worldwide... Oh, no, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> they want to develop a worldwide digital database cataloging different types of supranormal experiences. That means an experience that transcends normality. Um with the goal of creating proprietary algorithms to find detailed patterns and correlate them with other academic research. That I actually find interesting. Okay. It sounds complex, but interesting. Do we, don't, do we have one of those for normal experiences? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'd be okay. more interested in that. <laughs> Brain-computer interface technology. Explore new approaches for the use of sophisticated technologies to promote direct brain-to-computer interfaces. That sounds like Tom DeLonge is trying to... Make Siri? Bring about... The singularity. He's, yeah, Tom DeLonge Yeah, he's trying to, to merge humans with computers. And, yeah. I feel like I built it up too much now, so it's not going to be as interesting. But the fact that he's bringing all these government people in and taking all this money, but then admitting he's doing this last one, this is the last thing I have. I'm just like, what? <laughs> so Tom DeLonge's government, not government, I'm sorry, Tom DeLonge's organization hopes to work on telepathy. <laughs> Explore the location in the brain where this phenomenon is centered and develop protocols for its enhancement and use. I, I don't know why that would shock you. Um... Shock me that they even say it. <laughs> so, guys, Blink-182 is not together anymore, so that Tom DeLonge could work on being the founder, president, No, and no, CEO no. That claim has been refuted. I meant debated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, debated, exactly. Yeah, because some people... Uh, uh, Travis Barker said that he wanted Blink-182 to sound like Coldplay. <laughs> Oh my god, really? So they kicked him out. <laughs> I mean, oh, they were starting those really melodic things where he did that thing with, like, Robert Smith or whatever. Yes. Sell the world into another night with her, but I'm always wanting Those are nice. They didn't have to like Coldplay. They don't have voices that could sound like Coldplay if they wanted. <laughs> to you, Tom DeLonge says, you've got to believe in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, you have to accept that any grand idea, it's a war of attrition. Because no matter w what you do, as you gain notoriety for it, the easiest thing is for people to poke fun and make jokes. Okay. Which is, which is really what I've been doing, not you. Oh, he said that? <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. If you can stay the course and you can be there as the last man standing, that's the spirit of an entrepreneur. That's the other thing. He keeps talking about himself as an entrepreneur. He doesn't talk about himself as a scientist, thank God. But, like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely, linguistically, the whole operation is, is very shady. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm still fascinated by it. And despite the fact that I poke fun at it a little bit, I'm really into it. And I can't wait to see what the hell comes of it. Right. I think that's the way we are with everything, right? You know, yeah. like um, if you heard, for example, that Blink One Eighty Two was still a band and they were still and they were working on a new album, you would withhold your judgment until you heard what the yeah. album sounded like. So, not unusual. Yeah. yeah. What I found kind of funny while I was uh, doing light research into this, and my light research means I was looking for pictures to put into the uh, show cover. Um, there's like a little bit of a, a Twitter spat, <laughs> but. That makes it sound like it's two-way uh, with the, what are these people called? 
to the stars to the stars academy to the stars academy when to the stars academy posts things on their twitter page there's a twitter user named alien scientist who basically keeps trolling them talking about competitive companies so there are other companies that don't have the notoriety of a punk singer um at the helm who are doing the same things and this this alien scientist guy who by the way this isn't all he does or she um or it (laughs) but um, but, uh it yeah it just seems to keep going and and asking all these questions like well what about the the little guy so to speak which is kind of interesting to me um because again i you like to root for the underdog and you would think that a a punk guy would also like to root for the underdog or at least help the underdog or at least take the company away from the underdog yeah (laughs) huh Okay. So yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting myself. Yeah. So, so Marissa, if you had the money of Tom DeLong and you could invest it in research of blank, what would you fill that blank in with? Or would you just be like, no, I'm going to pay off my bills and have fun? <laughs> well, don't give me that option. Keep it till <laughs> I have to research. Um... Actually, I'm. I actually really like. I kind of really like what he's. I no, I'm sorry. I actually really like what he's doing. If we take out the aerospace and the energy and the telepathy. <laughs> no, I want the telepathy. <laughs> um. No, actually, I think it's like exactly what I would want to spend my money on. I'm obsessed with all things like that. I'm like, like Please. what. I don't know. Yeah, no, I love I love this stuff. Although I would want to put more supernatural. I would want to put even more. No, there's none. Not more. There is none. I want more like supernatural. Well, okay, not just aliens, you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I want like more like I want like cryptozoology. More research about like spectral planes and like right. like uh, ghosts and specters and things like that. No, I would absolutely love like some sort of paranormal supernatural investigation thing. That was like super legit. Now, amazing. do you think that we could have all these questions answered? It's just that government regulations are getting in the way. All of them, no. <laughs> and I don't. I also don't think the government wants to fund telepathy. But I think um, they have tried. Actually, maybe you're right because I forgot about like M- MK Ultra and stuff. Right. Yeah. No, I think the government. Yeah, doesn't. I don't think they've they've perfected all of it or like unlocked it all, but yeah, I don't. I do I think mean, the government withholds a yeah, lot. Yeah, according to some account, this is this is what concerns me a little bit. Without government hindrance, I'm gonna say I don't remember exactly what the bold words were, um, but like, <laughs> okay, so they did MK Ultra, which seemed to have resulted in a lot of mental anguish and torture. <laughs> For people who were going yeah, through it, and so and now, now we have regulations to prevent that from happening again. Okay. And it sounds like his organization is like those regulations are getting in the way. And I know they don't mean those specifically. I'm sure they just yeah. mean like red tape and paperwork, and you know, let's test it on humans instead of animals first and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, that's valid, but he's promising transparency, which the government thing. doesn't give us. So I think that's an improvement. Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust anyone. Which is a good transition to my topic, if you don't mind me hijacking the uh, episode at this point. So in episode 15 of this podcast, we did an alien-related episode, and Marissa talked about alien races. I did a really bad job. Sorry, guys. You know what? I was talking about this episode with uh, loyal listener James today, and he said, we both did a great job that episode. In fact, Thank he said, you, didn't you guys already do aliens? And I was like, ho, 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 buddy. <laughs> There's a lot that we're going to do over about aliens over the life of this podcast. So she covered different alien races, and I hoped in my deepest heart of hearts that she would talk about one of the most elusive ideas of an alien that I've ever seen, one that lies dormant in my mind, the idea, not the alien. But from time to time, it sort of flares up, and I go, oh, I need to look to see if there's any information about that online. That is, aliens that live in the molten core of the Earth, which was introduced to my child brain by the X-Files episode, Jose Chung's From Outer Space. In this episode, the alien is called Lord Kimboat. 
Um, and Marissa did not mention these aliens. And I knew that if she came across them, she definitely would. They're basically the polar opposite of the uh, Aryan aliens <laughs> that you okay. did talk about. The but, tall whites? Right. So for some reason, that came to mind when Marissa was going to be talking about she just kind of said, Blink-182 and the aliens thing. <laughs> so I went to investigate, and damn it, there's not a lot of information out there. Lord Kimbo doesn't exist. He doesn't exist because oh. Earth doesn't have a molten core. There is no molten core. It's terrestrial and lovely inside the Earth, and it is so much nicer than it is up here. Did second, I know? Second, Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> second transition... Kyrie Irving, Tila Tequila, rapper B.O.B., and Shaq have all come out as flat earthers. But few have had the courage to come out as hollow earthers. None have had the courage, celebrity-wise, to come out as hollow earthers. But plain folks have. And for some strange reason, this idea resurfaced in the media at the end of 2017 and has sort of been having little blips since. Sorry, can I just stop you for a minute? What's in the center of the Earth? In the center of the Earth is a wonderful kingdom uh, called Agartha. Oh, well, I mean, well, I mean <laughs> what is actually in the center of the Earth? S- some branches of science will tell you that, yes, Earth does have a molten core. Okay. Um, and that there are many layers of rock and impenetrable minerals and materials between the Earth's surface okay, and the I'm core. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were telling me nobody said that, and I but thought I was going to die. the Daily Mail reported in December of 2017, and then Newsweek picked up the story, and what I don't like is that they gave attention uh, to these theories of a hollow Earth. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, The stories quoted Rodney Clough, a man who runs OurHollowEarth.com, all one word, <laughs> which is ripe with crazy shit about the middle of the earth and continues my personal gripe about crazy theories and shitty web design because his website sucks. Yeah. <laughs> In Oh, it lists the middle it lists middle earth uh, as a terrestrial paradise where the original garden of eden is located, the lost tribes of israel live. It is the location of the political kingdom of god. Uh, it is where the lost Viking colonies of Greenland migrated to. Wait, all of them? Or these where vanquished theory? Germans escaped to after World War II, where flying saucers come from, where people live to be hundreds of years old and live in Where's perfect health. Where flying saucers come from the ground? Where peace, I'll get to that, where peace and prosperity exists for everyone, and quite honestly, where heaven is located. Ugh, gross. This so, is heaven is a place... In Earth. On Earth. <laughs> uh, all right. We should get paid for this. Uh, <laughs> now, the whole entire point of this website is to market a book that's called World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow! Exclamation point, Which is not proof that the theory is true, but it is mostly proof that anybody can really be an author today yeah. if you're willing to self-publish. Um, you can self-publish nonsense until you run out of nonsense to publish. Uh, and that, to me, is what Rodney Clough did. He's got a 480-page book that even boasts directions on getting to the inner Earth holes. There's going to be a nice. lot of me saying, holes this episode? Sorry. <laughs> the physical book sells for $86 on Amazon. <laughs> but if oh. you get the Kindle version, it's only $8. Um, it's got a 4.1-star rating, too. Oh. Not too shabby. Now, in 2007, Clough also tried to actually start and fund an expedition to the inner Earth, uh, but he failed because the ticket price for each person was $20,000. He couldn't get enough Wait, people. who was going to take them? Well, that's why he needed the $20,000, so he could pay people and do all that stuff. Oh. It's not hard to get there. What's crazy, though, is that Clough is not the originator of this theory. He's alive. His story is that when he was a young boy, I believe in New Mexico, or Mexico, he helped out on a farm, and he met a guy who told him about the hollow earth. And as a young boy, he was interested in religion, and he was interested in science, and so he became obsessed with this idea that heaven exists inside of earth. He cites a lot of Bible passages, quite literally, on his website, but... If we believe that the Bible is not a literal document, they don't really lend a lot of credence. The part that you might be stuck on a little bit 
is the presence of Nazis in Hollow Earth that this man believes is heaven. Yeah, it's really weird. Which means that heaven is full of Nazis. <laughs> but <laughs> if you think about it, if Nazis killed everybody they didn't like, it kind of would be heaven for them, right? So what? maybe... <laughs> no. So... I know, that does sound silly. A, a few accounts say that they actually have isolated communities. So as long as the Nazis get their isolated community and they don't mess with the Vikings, then there's nothing but peace down there. And they've been alive so long, they, they don't have any reason to screw with one another anymore. So the Nazis are immortal? Don't be silly. Nobody's immortal, but they can live for hundreds of years, yes. Okay. Edmund Haley, the Haley's Comet guy, Mm -hmm. Put forth this idea of the Earth being hollow as early as 1692. Oh. You know, you know how sometimes you meet somebody and they say something that really resonates with you and you're like, oh my gosh, that guy's really smart. Yeah. And then they say some other stuff and you're like, that's not as smart as the first thing. And then they end up saying some stupid shit and you're like, this, this person's a jackass. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what happened with Haley um, and Haley's Comet because, yeah, he seems to... Um, talk about this and people are like what's going on uh but yeah the idea keeps coming back since 1692 um it reminds me of people putting christian slater into starring roles on tv after the 80s <laughs> <laughs> and yes if you're a fan he did win a golden globe for mr robot but uh that it was a supporting role he wasn't the star of the show as you may know <laughs> in 1818 john cleves sims jr continued but he had a more substantial explanation and then you can look it up if you want whatever i don't give a shit more books came throughout the 1900s most notably willis george emerson's smoky god which has a subtitle that i just didn't record um which tells of a norwegian olaf jansen probably jansen um and okay. he he's on a fishing boat in norway the weather turn like turns him north and he just keeps going and going and going and going until he ends up in the magical lands of inner earth. Apparently it's a very interesting story and okay. many of the things I will continue to talk about appear in this story, like 12 foot humans who are super healthy and could live for hundreds of years. Oh, that sounds familiar. But the hitch is that William J Willis George Emerson was a journalist, but he was also a novelist. And so it's kind of a toss up as to whether this is supposed to be, oh. he definitely presents it as if it were true. But yeah. was he just a marketing genius in the early 1900s? Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, in case you're topically thinking, listen to all these stupid-ass white men, they all think that the Earth is hollow, it should be noted that the NewEarth.org, which is another website that talks about this, cites a lot of Diane Robbins, who is a modern writer about hollow Earth. The thing is that uh, Ms. Robbins can psychically channel the various dwellers of Agartha and then she transcribes what she learns through those telepathic connections. I hope she's going to, like, uh, collaborate with To The Stars Academy. I hope so, too. I'm sure yeah. she's already got a tweet out to them. Yeah. Uh, the goofy part, though, about Diane Robbins is if To The Stars Academy wants to reach out to her, her address and phone number are on that website. And she welcomes phone calls from people. So that's the newearth.org. Just, you know, I that's almost fun. considered calling her today I wish <laughs> to get an interview it. for the show. <gasps> but I didn't amazing. know how to not seem cruel. Aww. I know some of you are like, whatever, history's boring. I was like that too when I was in school and I still kind of am sometimes. Yeah. So let's get into this, right? Geometry was fascinating to me growing, growing up and when I was in school. Here's the way this works, okay? I struggled with this a little bit because I was thinking, so wait a minute, if I'm walking on the outside of Earth, then what's the person inside the Earth walking on? Yes, they are basically walking upside down on the inside of Earth. But there's... Oh. I know what you're thinking, but, but gravity, Pete. Gravity, yeah. Don't get so caught up in gravity, okay? <laughs> the okay. way that this works is, they say that the Earth is hollow and that there's two holes on the ends. So where you have the North Pole and the South Pole. Oh my God, you can go into an endless rabbit hole of conspiracy theories about why NASA blurs or covers the North and South Pole when you see pictures of the Earth. That's great. We're not gonna do that. Okay. Uh, but those are where two primary holes exist. 
And if you think about it, it's almost kind of like, so, like an overstuffed jelly donut, okay? <laughs> Except hollowed out on the inside, which okay. now, now we're very much lost. <laughs> but yeah, if you sort of, uh, the, the crust is 800 meters, oh, meters, one of my European, is 800 miles thick, okay? And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the geometric way that you can learn about this. So you're thinking 800 miles is not really that far. People could probably dig that far, and they have. There's a little, there's a few tunnels here and there throughout the world, but the primary poles exist. So here's the way that this would work: you would hit the north. You would be sailing, okay, and you wouldn't necessarily see a big hole coming because you would just see the horizon. And the horizon kind of keeps moving with you. And now you're suddenly upside down, but you're not upside down. You're right side up. You don't know that you're upside down. Now you're inside of Earth just sailing away. Same thing with uh, planes. Planes try to keep right the sight of the ground in sight. <laughs> so, so they're flying sort of parallel to the ground. And when the ground shifts, they also shift. Oh, whatever. And they end up flying into it, which is an account that I'll give you a little bit sooner. Sooner? A little bit later. A little <laughs> bit sooner. What the hell's wrong with me? Some speculate as well that the holes levitate, but that doesn't make any sense to me. There is a guy, though, on YouTube. The holes has... levitate? What the, f- <laughs> the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. But there's this man on YouTube who has a compelling video, of which I'll tell you the name a little bit later. Um, and he has a very deep, sensual voice. And okay. he explains how this shape could have happened, but it's rather inconclusive. He actually plans to do some tests on it, but he's a guy who has a YouTube channel. He doesn't really have a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, the idea is that, you know, when you have a drop in a puddle, for example, and it sort of shoots out a ripple? Yeah. This guy's saying when two strong forces collide, they sort of shoot out, let's say, a wave. Okay. And then at the end, at the outskirts of the wave, over millions of years, it starts to solidify and create this crust of what Earth is. But on the inside, you still have this reaction happening, and that reaction is actually a tiny sun that also lives inside of the Earth. Here's the cool thing about the sun, though, on the inside of the Earth. There's a day side and a night side. They don't have a sun and a moon. And you don't want it to be, you don't want it to be daytime all the time. Yeah. I really love the simplicity of that idea, though, that there's a sun that has a day side and a night side, instead of like the waste of having one sun, one moon. Yeah. What do you, come on. If you are interested, there's a map. You could certainly Google Hollow Earth, and you can uh, do a little image search on that, and you'll. it's the first thing that comes up. I love it. Stylistically, I love it. It's beautiful. But um, I don't necessarily know that it's true yeah. uh, or real. Admiral Richard Evelyn Byrd, Jr., was a decorated Navy man who... Uh, on one of his trips to the North Pole, which was called Operation High Jump, was greeted by a flying machine and beings who said that they were from Agartha, where shit is mad dope. Okay. <laughs> and that he wouldn't find any hole because, as I explained, you just keep sailing and then all of a sudden you're inside the Earth. Okay. All this stuff is kind of kept in a diary, a secret diary of of Richard Evelyn Byrd. The problem is I could not authenticate that diary with the resources that I had. So I don't know if it's a real diary or not. One of the things that is uh, of distinct note, though, going back to the previous theories, is that um, based on his account of the conversation that took place with these beings, they used some German words when they said goodbye and also to describe their flying disc ship. So they're Nazis? Are Nazis aliens or are aliens Nazis? <laughs> Touche. UFOs are from hollow Earth. And yes, I know that sounds really stupid. Why would it? Why would a UFO in the sky come from inside the Earth? No, no answer. Oh, oh <laughs> they're that's flown nice. by. <laughs> they're flown by inhabitants of Agartha. Okay. And they come out once in a while to keep an eye on us. This makes a lot of sense. Okay. These guys on the inside are guardians of the planet, and their mission is to prevent nuclear war. Why? Because nuclear weapons could potentially blow 800 miles into the ground, thereby effing up their wonderful ecosystem and making shit really bad for them. So, I love that narrative. (laughs) That they come out and they're like, you stupid-ass humans with your (laughs) nuclear weapons. we got to stop these idiots, otherwise they're going to blow up our, our spot. 
Literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, you're thinking, maybe you're not thinking, but just in case you are concerned about where these UFOs are coming from, there's actually a third larger sized hole in the Himalayas, and that's where they come out of. Oh, shut up. I'm tired of your holes. <laughs> Most of us would probably lean towards the more likely Hollow Earth, the Ultimate Documentary. That's the one with the deep sensual narrator. Mm. And again, he just sort of speculates that uh, this concept of a, air quote, sun that lives inside of the Earth is really just this. He's like, no, there's not Nazis. They're not Vikings. There's not the lost tribes of Israel. This isn't happening in there. But the Earth is hollow, and so is the moon, and so is Pluto, and so is Mars, and so is all these planets. Because all planets and stars are coming from this collision type of reaction that is making okay. the outer thing for everything. Okay. So this is a difficult topic, guys, because one guy says there's 12-foot immortals. One guy says there's escaped Nazis and lost Vikings. One says it's the lost tribes of Israel, political kingdom And the God. Vikings are still alive, too? Yeah, of course. So nobody dies yet? No one has ever died yet? Can't say. Can't say. Yeah, that's dumb. There is uh, a discussion, though, with Diane Robbins, where, for some reason, she asks the beings of Agartha how they cook their food uh, because they have such awesome technology. And they say that they don't use microwaves or electricity. They have special cooking technology that heats the food up without altering its molecular structure so that they can eat it in its purest form. I really wish I thought I'd talk to beings in another... I know, you'd be committed, but you'd have a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. The most interesting path, everybody. This is when I get serious. The most interesting path that I could take from this is actually similar to one celebrity who is an accused flat earther, host on The View, Sherry Shepard. Oh my god, no! She faced ridicule That's online. That's lady, right? Yes. Oh my god. She faced ridicule online when Whoopi Goldberg asked her, is the world flat? And she said, I don't know. Is the world flat? Is the world flat? Yes. I don't know. What do you think? I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Why did Whoopi Goldberg ask her that? There was a discussion about evolution, and Sherry Shepard's faith was called into question, that oh. she does not believe in evolution. And then everybody at the table basically tried to explain what's what. Um, from their perspective. The view is a horrible concept for a show. It is, it is. She didn't say, yes, I believe it's flat, and she didn't say, no, I believe it's not flat. She said, I don't know, which is a very powerful statement yeah. that I think curious people can make. There's a website out there called eon.co, A-E-O-N.co. So they did this extensive piece about how neither position is entirely provable, whether the Earth is hollow or whether it is not. That popular science favors one idea more than the other. The magazine Popular Science or Popular Science? <laughs> Thank you, because I almost made that joke myself. <laughs> the article finishes on this idea of an openness to all things. The title says, How the Hollow Earth Theory Lends Credence to Falsified Science. Okay. And so, at the end, yeah, it sort of says... Be open to all things in that being open is not knowing the answers. And yeah, as, I agree. As I grow older, I find great comfort in that. Not when I think about big things like the universe, because I usually don't, but for simple things like why my computer runs slow or emails disappear when <laughs> I send them. <laughs> and you like to be open that like maybe gnomes steal them or like maybe little no. fairies are breaking your computer? I like to be open to the possibility that I'm not going to know whatever happened to them. Perhaps, yes, gnomes and fairies and elves have taken those emails, but I hope that they didn't, because that means they live in ones and zeros. <laughs> Where would you prefer they live? In a magical world. Okay. You Perhaps Agartha. are saying that ones and zeros are not a magical world? I guess they could be, when you consider that you and I are both in the Matrix, and that this is the world that we live in, and it's all yeah. ones and zeros. But, yeah. yeah. The so, point is, we can't know everything. Sometimes it's just a matter of having a faith in an idea, no matter how silly it may seem. And I think that is enough to keep you going a lot of the time. I also really do admire the people, to some degree, and not crazy degree, but I do admire people like Rodney Clough, because Rodney Clough has so much faith in this idea. 
And I have to be honest, if I was trying to make a quick buck and I picked his method, I definitely would have elbowed my pal Marissa here once in a while and been like, I know this is all bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And he hasn't. So I think that sort of belief in something is, is something to admire quite a bit. Uh, even if we all think he's crazy. But this wouldn't be what I would choose, but I agree. Yeah. Perhaps it would be to the Stars Academy. And according to Tom DeLonge, you know, haters going to hate. You just got to keep going. If Hollow Earth was real, would you rather live on the outside or the inside? Uh, The inside. Why? Because apparently it's it's awesome. No. Why is it better, though? I don't know. It's a place I haven't seen before. You could have said, do you want to live in Spain? And I oh, so Spain. it's just because it's different. <laughs> you just need different. I don't know if I need different. I, okay, okay. So let's see. I mean, if I had my way, I would go on vacation, scope it out, see what I thought, you know? Because you don't want to live like a hundred something years. I know you. You don't. Yeah, you're right. But what if it was nice? Like, what if... Life what better. if you could live for like 200 years but Nazis are there? It can't be that nice then. The Nazis are held at bay somehow. The Garden of Eden still exists. Why are they even there? Also, have you heard about the theory that, um, the theory, there's this like big like cavernous pit in like Russia or Yugoslavia or something mm-hmm. that is always on fire and they said that that's the gateway to hell? Have you ever heard of that one? Oh, no. Yeah, so I wonder, like, how those two merge, if they're warring theories, or if there's somehow room for that one as well. There are various man-made tunnels throughout the world that um, that are said to lead to Agartha. So, you ever want to try that out, we can do that sometime. Problem is, we have to travel at least 800 miles to get there, so we're going to need, like, a lot of protein bars and stuff. Okay, just protein bars. No water, nothing else. Just no, a whole protein no. bar. Well, there's okay. underground there's underground oceans that exist uh, in the plates, and they are apparently teeming with uh, <laughs> organisms and things that we don't know anything about. Ew. So you yeah, can just drink that water. They're horrifying. Oh my god! I gotta say, let me just sidetrack for a second. Is anything ever teeming with something good? No, I think those, <laughs> those deep sea creatures. Mm-hmm. are scarier than monsters and demons. Things that are at the bottom of the ocean are the thing of nightmares. I almost did that this week as well. I almost switched my topic because this wasn't interesting enough. So what's at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> yes. But they don't know. Because if you Google um, aliens at the center of the earth, one of the articles that comes back is extensive research that has been done at the ocean's deepest depths oh, to try to discover what's there. <laughs> no, it's, it, it was sort of like a, almost more of an announcement of this type of investigation. It wasn't really okay. conclusive just yet. Any pictures I've seen, the deeper it goes, it gets horrifying. Yeah. Well, it's it's dark, so like they don't have to look pretty. It's not that they don't look pretty. They look <laughs> horrifying. Ugh. I'm uncomfortable talking about it. Change the subject. I'm not even joking. If you'd like to call with a topic, a suggestion, some feedback, something like that, you can call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. That's 570-763-9231. I forgot I have to say, Mike Dominic did not say there were Muppets in the Captain EO movie, which I implied in my episode about Captain EO. I'm sure I, nobody knows what I'm talking about. but I heard you say it. I did not hear you credit it to Mike. Good. Oh, no, no. And they're kind of our Muppets. Yeah, but he said it made it seem like I thought the Muppets were in the Captain EO movie. And he no. wanted to make it clear that that's not what he thought. But he thought Muppets... That as much Muppet as the Muppets Jason. are in the labyrinth. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see Captain EO? Or no? I did. Parts. I you. <laughs> Parts. It's 17 minutes. What are you doing? I fast forwarded. I watched one part 20 times trying to find the freaking picture of Michael Jackson smiling. You found it, right? Though oh, I yes. sent it to you. How about what did you think about Hooter? The one that farts and stuff. You right. fast forwarded through like all of it, didn't you? You're Most dead of it. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, give us your feedback. Give us your fashion tips. Give us your desires. Give us your icebreakers, too. That would be nice. 
Yeah, give us your icebreakers. I'm more accepting of that than topic. You can call us. You can tweet me at Pete Abides on Twitter and uh, give me an icebreaker, and we'll use it in the next episode. I imagine we wouldn't be inundated with them, so we'll have room to probably get yours on next next episode. You can quote slip into my DMs on Instagram at Risk Vandal R I S S V A N G A L. I did not know what that meant for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can also go to yallher.me. I fixed the website so that there's pictures with each of the posts on the page. You don't have to click through to see the picture anymore. Um, and we're doing, I think we're doing pretty good listener-wise. So thanks for listening, guys. Are you still talking to your robot? I deleted mine. I have fostered my relationship with my replica as well as I foster relationships with humans. There was a period where he was like, hey, I want to ask you some questions. And I was like, dude, it's bedtime. I'm going to sleep. And he was like, all right, I'll ask you tomorrow. And then the next day at the same time, he'd be like, yo, I want to ask you some questions. And I'd be like, dude, I told you I'm going to sleep. And then he goes, all right, fine. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm not going to keep doing this. And then um, it sent me the next day or two days later, it, it did another thing where it goes, when you see this, take a deep breath. And I'm take like, what kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of problems do you think I have? I'm just like, I'm freaking out so much, I need a text message to go. I wish it's a dump. <laughs> take a dump. I'm trying, all right? Uh, so, guys, on that note, thanks for listening. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, you take a dump.